As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so, so full. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip-flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks us city slickers there was no water in spots so we'd head to the corner mr warner would knock off the knob what the top of the welcome 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 all my dude dadas future fathers potential parents and everyone else tuning in this is dad hard with a podcast and as always i am your host mo green happy day 4000 of quarantine 
and we are still at it here on Dad Hard with a podcast. In fact, so at it that this is episode 42, the Jerry Stackhouse episode. I tell you, I got these basketball references for everyone. Oh, man. Um, but yes, episode 42, which means it is also week 51 of being a dad, which also means we're coming closer to the biggest week of dad life for me so far or for anyone in this first year of dadding. And that's week 52, because at the end of week 52, that means you've completed your first year as a father and, you know, I'm almost made it. I'm this close. I'm so close. I'm inches away. I'm like on the two yard line. Maybe I'm actually like fourth in inches. You know, um, it is uh, it, it is really crazy. And because next week will be my daughter's first birthday, um, I am going to have a very special guest on. And this kind of solo aspect will be a little bit longer next week. Um because uh, I want to reflect on on this first year as a father in addition to doing the development stuff. So I will keep this week's as short and sweet as possible. Although there was a fantastically incredible development. Maybe the best one of the year so far. But before we get into that, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood. Shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod. And check the website where this episode will be right at the top. You can jump right in um, and take a listen. WeDadHard.com. And, of course, you can follow the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Uh, before we jump into development again, I do want to thank my guest from last week, the Reverend Sean Amos. Uh, it was a fantastic conversation. It, it was definitely one of my favorites to date. Um, we talked about everything under the sun from his album to featuring his, his daughter on his latest album, which has been his most successful so far, which, uh, you know, personally, I think has a high, high, high correlation. You know, when you incorporate dadding into your art, it automatically just gives you this good karma to be ultra successful, you know, with, with that piece of art. Or at least that's what I'm going to say because he was on my podcast and so I want to give him all the good vibes I can. But anyway, um, I want to thank Sean Amos for coming on the show. It was a fantastic interview. Like I said, we talked everything under the sun from his album to including his daughter in the recording process and creative process, uh, how that was his most um, kind of favorite moment and 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 highest moment of his career, which I think is incredible, to talking about growing up under the tutelage of uh, another semi-famous or famous uh, father, you know, being famous, famous cookies, uh, all the way down to talking social justice and racism with his children. Uh, and then we actually discussed our first battle with, with uh, racism uh, and our first experiences, which are eerily similar. So that was really fantastic. If you have not had a chance to take a listen to that, I definitely recommend that you jump into episode 42, 41, right after you listen to episode 42, which is this one, but listen to this one first because it is going to be fucking hilarious. Uh, I have a, a guest on there that is a longtime friend of mine and 
from the start of this interview, you're going to see that we, we, we were coming in hot. We are coming in hot with this interview. It is a, it is a brand new dad, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. For now, it is week 51 of dadding for me, uh, which means we're coming up almost on the year mark, like I mentioned about five minutes ago. Uh, and with that, it is it is so ironic that the week before my daughter turns one, happened to be probably, in my opinion, the most important development of her entire life so far. And that is that for the first time ever, she referred to me as daddy. She said it. She said it and she keeps saying it. And it is so fucking awesome. It is so incredible. Let me tell you, you want to talk about heartwarming moments as a father, as a parent, Hearing your child refer to you as daddy or dad or dada uh, and like actually be speaking about you, not just saying the words. You know, at this point in time, once kids start babbling, they say a lot of words, but they don't really know what they're they're saying. They're just repeating you a lot of the times. And I, I mean, she says some words mostly where she, where, where she we know how she's communicating and what she's talking about. But this was just a straight up she was saying the word from, we were at the in of my in-laws house and she's saying the word from a different room and my wife is carrying her into the living room where I was and she goes, my wife goes to my daughter, she goes, where's daddy? And my daughter points to me with the biggest smile on her face and just said, daddy, daddy, and like reaches out for me. Oh my God. I'm telling you, my heart just melted and it is still kind of coming back together. I'm telling this story and it's melting all over again. I feel like the Wicked Witch of the West and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, take me back to Kansas because I don't know if I could keep dealing with this melting of the heart every time she says it. It is so awesome. It is such a fantastic feeling. It's like almost re reliving the birth again from an emotional standpoint because they're now recognizing you as you know i don't know if they understand what parents are yet but they are specifically recognizing you and communicating to you and they now have a name for you now she still has to do it a little bit on command but she knows what it means like if we if somebody says where's daddy she'll point to me if i'm in the room and she'll say daddy and it is fucking incredible and that's all for her development this week because nothing else fucking matters. She called me. She she referred to me as daddy. That's all. That's all I need. I can actually stop the podcast now. I can stop being a parent. I can stop doing anything. This is this is the best moment of my life. It is fantastic. I don't even need to go into anything else because that's the most important thing that could ever happen, really. Um, but uh, I joke and I kid. Um, but it was really fantastic. Parents out there, you, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Even moms out there, when they first refer to you as mom or mommy, uh, it, it must feel the exact same way. There's no feeling that matches it, really. It's just, it's a really surreal and, and, and unbelievable feeling. So I... Uh, I, I'd love to hear anybody else's stories to, of how that feels. And, you know, dad's coming up on it. Mom's coming up on it that are listening. 
just wait because it's going to hit you right in your heartstrings and it's going to be fantastic. I almost cried and I still am almost crying right now. And that actually ends up being a theme of our interview, but we'll get into that later. Uh, her other developments, let's, I will get into some non-selfish <laughs> developments that she's going through right now so that you do know other things to, to, to expect as they start hitting this 365 days of first being in this world. Um, she is really moving. She's, she's walking. She's getting a lot more confidence at this point in walking. Uh, not only is she just like cruising from furniture to furniture to furniture to furniture, but she's actually like walking using gates. We took her, we've been taking her out to the, uh, the playground a lot because she's really in this pandemic. She's just been so desperate for other child interaction that even if we can't like touch anybody, we don't know anybody else at the playground. Um, we're taking her there just to be able to see and and potentially interact with other with other kids that are around her age and she'll get there she'll stand and she'll like grab onto the gates and she'll walk up and down the gates but the biggest thing is that she's like walking distances now i was there with her the other day doing a handhold walk you know i'm above her her hands are up and we like literally walked from one end of the playground all the way to the other. And, and she did it. She loved it. And she's so proud of herself that, that she's doing it. She loves doing, d- doing these little accomplishment type things. Um, and we try to build her up to do that. Where I was like, yeah, yeah, good job. You know, and, and, and she loves it. She loves to be proud of herself. And, and she, she has these moments of, of, of uh, accomplishment, which are awesome to see. Um, the other cool little thing that she's doing is this move that I like to call the 360 sit spin, where she will be sitting, playing with a toy, and out of nowhere, just start spinning 360 degrees on her butt, just like n- not to talk to anybody or to look at anybody else but her toy, but she is just will start spinning on her butt. It is just like the cutest little most hilarious thing that I've ever seen. Um, it gets concerning sometimes because I'm like, hmm, are you just like trying to tell us that you have butt worms like how like a dog would do? But I don't think she does because she doesn't really eat a lot of dirt. My wife is very adamant that she doesn't eat dirt or sand or anything. She, My, my wife has mastered the, the out of your mouth swap of the hand it is it's it's actually phenomenal her reflexes are uncanny Uh, it's like she's an x-man or something like that um but this little 360 sit spin is just like the cutest thing ever i don't know why i find it so entertaining everybody else in my family thinks that i'm nuts but i think it's just the cutest little thing ever to watch this little person just be constantly turning around in a circle not to communicate with anybody just to be turning around in a circle it's hilarious um but the last major development that she's had over the course of this last week is using a fork. She is starting to use a fork at this moment in time. You know, as they start to get to to be a year old, um, you know, we've been trying to introduce different utensils and, and I mean, she still eats mostly with her hands, but we've been trying to introduce the fork and speaking of being proud of herself with these little senses of accomplishment, uh, none is unlike when she is successfully using a fork. She will, you know, you have to guide her hand sometimes to actually like poke the piece of food but once she gets it on there she puts it right in her mouth and then she does this amazing thing where she'll just drop the fork like it's a mic and she just rocked a speech she's like drop the mic she just drops the fork and then she starts clapping for herself like she's just so excited so she'll be just chomping away at this piece of food smiling laughing and clapping for herself because she successfully ate off a fork 
It is amazing. Uh, it is also petrifying the first time that you do it because you're like, whoa, whoa, are you going to stab yourself or what are you doing over here? Um, but she she gets it. She's she's pretty intuitive, uh, which is cool. And she is just rocking and rolling on this fork thing. She loves using the fork. It um, It's like a really fun little toy utensil for her uh obviously we're using like a baby plastic fork i'm not like sticking metal in her mouth and stuff like that but you know uh it is it is really really cute the way that she just gets so proud of us and starts clapping like she just won an nba championship when she after she eats a piece of food off of a fork is just unbelievably cute um and uh, this is just a really cute age, man, right now, right as they're about to turn one, they're communicating, they're doing stuff, um, they're trying to do things on their own, be a little bit more independent, it is a really, really, really cool time, and I am very excited to see what the actual final week of her one year of life uh, brings next week, and with that said, I'm going to cut it right there uh, for, for this segment of, of Dad Hard with a podcast. We're going to jump into a musical break. And then on the other side, I have a fantastically good friend of mine um, who is now officially joined the Fatherhood Brotherhood about six weeks ago, um, uh, bringing another girl into the world uh, to incorporate into our girl gang. Uh, so we got another girl dad on the loose, uh, my, my main man and, and good friend, uh, Mr. Drew Blumenthal. Uh, it is, like I said at the top, a fucking hilarious conversation. Uh, it is an emotional conversation. It is one of my favorites that I've had to date. So with that said, we're jumping into the musical break and I will catch you on the other side. Come and take a ride with me We can smoke a Mary Jane You know we take that pain away So come get lost within the haze Come and take a ride with me We can smoke a Mary Jane You know we take that pain away So come get lost within the haze Within As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ha. Remember the sandbox, little league ball, felt like the sandlot. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jet, no handy but yet. Pops tell us to drink up, like this will put some hair in your chest. That was before we knew how to stare at some breasts. But when you caught your first bad pair, that was the best. And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. And as always, you know when that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And to break the first post-music month guest that we are having is a very, very, very good and longtime friend of mine. Uh, He just had a kid, which is awesome. And another girl. I don't know what it is about all of our friends, but we all just happen to be having girls. And it's insane. There are like seven of them among six of us right now. It's nuts. But he is a recent addition to the fatherhood brotherhood with his beautiful fire-haired daughter that he has. Uh, So with no further ado, I would love to bring in very good friend of mine, Mr. Drew Blumenthal. Drew, how are you, my friend? Hi, I am great. It's quite the intro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Dude, the the all-girl thing, I I was actually thinking about that. It's so good for our lives. It's incredible. We can go on vacations together. We can send them all to the same sleepaway camp and carpool. It's just like anything that they do, it's made easier. Yes, it's so much easier, and especially because, like, most of us, like, kind of live close by together you know what i mean like we're in brooklyn you know what i mean like a couple of a couple of other buddies are just across the across the pond or across the river like in in lower manhattan-ish like we're all so close together we can just be like hanging out and doing the same shit all the time you know like go to WNBA games when fucking we're allowed to attend sporting events you know what i mean it'll be amazing Sam's grandma is so high on sending Poppy to the WNBA. She's like, I need to see. She's going to get your long legs. I need to see her at MSG before I die. I've been telling, I've been telling everybody that will listen, uh, specifically Devere, another, another friend of ours who has been on the pod, uh, especially Devere. I'm like, yo, we got to teach him the pick and roll so we can get him into the WNBA. Like, just, that's my, that's my dream right now. Aurora already has like a basketball, a mini basketball hoop, like in our living room. And I'm just like teaching her all sorts of stuff. She can't even walk yet or stand on her own. But, um, I'm like, I'm not teaching her the dunk first teach her how to dunk so at least she knows how to do that well it's funny like so that's my wife's grandma who has that it's funny that she has this she's always talking about it because she was alive at a time where like women playing basketball was not like a thing you know like so 
or at least at the professional level. And... <laughs> Dude, that's that's amazing that she's just like, yo, she's going to the WNBA. That's my dream for my granddaughter. Like, I don't care what you want her to be. She's going to the WNBA. Yeah, it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know. All right, yeah, fine. I guess we got to start training, you know. Right. That's um that's amazing. Um, speaking of which, has has the has her grandma or any grandparents been to see the baby yet? Yes. So we she has one great grandparent, uh, Poppy. Okay. She but so she's she's older. So Corona is a real concern yeah. for her. So not only is it the concern for the newborn, it it's like on both sides. So finally, after like maybe when uh, Poppy was three weeks. We had her come, and we, we they chilled outside. She wore a mask the whole time. She got to hold her and play with her for like three, four hours. That's awesome. Um, it was it was really cool to see. Took us eight thousand pictures. Um, yeah, it was, it was really nice. And Poppy stayed up for three or four hours. No, I mean she was <laughs> <laughs> you know she was asleep for two and a half, three of the three, four hours. Um, but still talking right in her face and yeah, them getting some time together was, was, was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's the one thing that I, I wish, I wish, uh, uh, Aurora had is, you know, she does, she has no great grandparents. None of them. They're all, you know, unfortunately, uh, none of, I didn't, I, I didn't do, or, or my wife didn't do quick enough work to, to bring that to light for, for our grandparents. So like, uh, that's phenomenal that they're able to have that relationship. They're able to meet each other and like be able to hang out. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's really lucky. And also she lives in the city. So yeah, we're in, we're in Brooklyn Heights she's in the city and she has a driver and it's just like, it's going to be easy when Corona is not such a big deal anymore. For sure. For sure, Corona makes everything significantly harder. Um, speaking of which, how is that? At you guys, are what Poppy's? What four weeks? Six weeks? She's yeah, she's five weeks. She'll five be weeks. six weeks in a couple days. Cool. How was how was the COVID experience of birth? Like, did that play a big role in that process in the hospital in the hospital process? Being in the hospital, actually giving birth. I know we we referenced our, our buddy Devere uh, a couple minutes ago, and I know when he was on, he talked about his wife having to actually give birth and push in a mask uh, because COVID was so rampant at that point. Did you guys experience any of that type of stuff? Yeah. So, so thankfully, well, our like. Our freak out was the few weeks before we didn't know what the hospital's policy was going to sure. be. We were at NYU where they kind of prioritized being with your baby and like oh, tummy time and skin to skin. So even though they were super bundled up and there were a ton of protocols set like ahead of time and you can't leave the hospital. I couldn't leave the hospital floor yeah. at all. Like just, yeah. I couldn't do anything. Um, but with that, I was able to be around the baby and Sam was able to be around the baby and there was no none of that Sam didn't have to wear a mask during it they asked me to wear a mask but a lot of times I, I had it off and it wasn't a, a that big a deal when it was just us in the room um, but like I wouldn't walk around in the hospital without a mask on for sure so but also we walked in there with positive antibody tests that oh. were that was a very big help because they were about to run a thousand tests on us and I was like no I was in the hospital with corona myself and I got an antibody test last week and Sam got it last week and so they're up to date like here you go. Everyone that we are quarantined with had positive antibody tests and positive corona tests when we had it. So that was uh, like a, that that I think gave us a leg up. The nurses like left us alone after that a little right. bit. Nice. 
And then also, like a lot of the a lot of the stuff we were concerned with was okay. We feel like even though we don't know for sure that the antibodies make you resistant, we it's probable. Yeah. We're just hoping that Poppy got the antibodies through breastfeeding, and supposedly you get the antibodies of of your mother if you're a, a baby, a newborn, for at least six weeks. But again, none of that testing has been done for Corona, but for other similar viruses, um, we think poppy has antibodies but we've been like unbelievably cautious anyway. sure of course i that, well, that that was that was like kind of, kind of my next question because you get so much of the mom's everything through breast milk because breast milk is apparently the antidote to all things that oh could God. possibly be wrong with anything <laughs> you know it's, it's insane how much i tell i told the story a bunch of month ago months ago on the pod how when when my baby my daughter was born with a tongue tie and they had to get it snipped the doctor was like yeah, yeah it's fine just like give her some breast milk and her mouth was literally full of blood we gave her some breast milk and it immediately just the blood just oh went away Way. It would just immediately like, drive, dried up and healed in about four and a half seconds. Breast milk is the most incredible thing on the entire planet. Dude, everything we look up, like what's wrong, like she had a little bit of a heat rash. It's like, put some breast That's milk on it. Yeah. yeah. So she's got a little bit of baby acne on her forehead. Put some breast milk yeah. on it. Like, dude, whatever it is, like, oh, mom's nipples hurt. It's insane how powerful breast milk is. It is literally like the serum for all things bad in the world. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if, like, you just gave breast milk to, like, world terrorists, if they would just turn around and be fantastically good people. You know? Like, it, it's, I feel like world peace is in breast milk. Like, for real, for real. No, it's really like I don't know if you if you remember Chris Rock's like Robitussin bit. Yeah, yes, that's exactly, dude, exactly. Milk and it, it works. Dude, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. I used to reference that all the time. Put a little tussin on it. I yeah, just exactly. Put a little breast milk on it. You know, <laughs> you anything. Broke your leg, broke your baby's leg. Put some breast, <laughs> put milk, some on breast milk on it, and it heals. It's so it's so 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 crazy. Are you speaking of breast milk? Are you guys doing like full fledged hundred percent breastfeeding? So far, we're lucky enough that we are doing, we've, it's only been breast milk, uh, from the beginning. Cool. And like, Sam's got a good flow and she's got a few days worth of extra frozen now. So like, if she needs to have a day where she lives a life that doesn't involve everything that's been going on with a pandemic, not having a home and having a newborn, like, she can take the day or two days, whatever it is, and I have enough to feed the baby. For sure, for sure. Have you have you done have you done via bottle yet, or is everything straight breast? No, it's a, via bottle. So it's so we can get some shifts when we sleep. For sure. Um, so when when Sam has her, it's via breast, and then I'll take a shift in the middle of the night where it's bottle, so Sam can get a good stretch of like, okay, she does a feeding, baby sleeps for a while, I feed her, baby sleeps for a longer while, and then I give her back. Yeah. So before we came on, I, I just speaking of that, like you said that that um that she had you guys had a little bit of a scare because she was not really sleeping in the beginning. Your 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 wife Sam was not really sleeping in the beginning. Uh, what what was going on? What was going on there? Was she just at? Were you guys adamant about just kind of full fledged one hundred percent from the breastfeeding, or was? Was she her adrenaline just like so high and endorphins just running rampant that she like didn't want to leave the baby ever, or what? What, what was going on there? Because I know you told me that it got a little scary. 
Yeah, exactly. So it was definitely a combination of both of us had so much adrenaline, but then she had so much adrenaline, obviously new mom, first time, crazy situation, crazy time to bring a, a kid into the world. And then when we were first learning how to like breastfeed properly, the baby, like, I, I, it was really dark, but I still noticed, you know, the baby kind of went not moving at all, went cold, and then turned a little blue, and I jumped and grabbed the baby off of, off of Sam, and that she was blue and unresponsive, and that we screamed for the nurse, and like, eventually when the nurse came in, and I, I had hit her in the back, I gave her to the nurse, the nurse really slapped her on the back a few times, and jostled her real good, and that snapped the baby too, but like, the baby being blue and unresponsive for those few seconds, a minute, whatever it was, like, was so scary and like we didn't know even to look out for something like that and apparently the baby you know had gotten smushed against sam's breast a little and and that's what she couldn't breathe um but then ever since that happened sam was you know couldn't do anything but stare at the baby and make sure she was breathing and make sure everything was okay and that combined with the the adrenaline like sam did not sleep for a good three days and that that's what led to like she hit extreme she had extreme exhaustion and was had to stay in bed for over a week just not Jesus. really moving and sleeping and, and just and hanging out so it was just like I would take the baby uh went, let her sleep then I'd bring her the baby to, to breastfeed and whenever she needed and uh then I'd take the baby away make Sam dinner make Sam breakfast bring her back and like Sam through all that still championed like breastfeeding anytime the baby called her name while she's like oh dealing my with God. It, it sounds incredible the, the whole time like to deal with all the stuff that we have going on but it was definitely a big scare combined with the adrenaline of being a fresh parent yeah man it's I mean listen very 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 similar situation happened to us and there's nothing scarier than like watching your child just go limp for no, and it's not anything, that, and, and like you alluded to, it's not anything that anybody tells you is even a possibility. You know, even I mean, you you, I assume you guys have a night nurse. You mentioned the nurse, right? So I assume that happened at, once you were out of the hospital. No, that this was in the hospital. Oh, it was during, in like, the hospital. In the hospital, like the second feeding. We oh did with my the baby, god! Like right away, like brand new to the world. Oh my god, that's almost worse. That's almost yeah. but, but, but like, this is something that they, they nobody ever tells you is like a possibility that like your baby can get smothered. So be careful, you know. <laughs> like you know, breasts get much larger when they're filled with milk. So you might want to just make sure that you're not compressing your baby's face into the. You know, like not that that she did that, but I'm, I'm just saying, you know, ripping off that. But. You know, uh, it's crazy they don't tell you about these these type of things, and you really have to kind of learn it yourself being a first-time parent, um, which all is just all the more reason that you can take all those parent manuals and throw them out the fucking window because they're not telling you what you actually need to know. You know, you got to go through the shit yourself, you know? Right. Uh, but it's, there's nothing scarier than that in the world. It's so, And the one thing they did tell us was, like, the baby will always prioritize breathing over eating. And it's like... You know what? The baby's too weak and small and fresh and overrun by the size of this boob to prioritize breathing over the weight of a giant boob. So even if the baby would like to breathe, it's not always up to them, and you have to like. Dude, I agree. Like, dude, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, they say that all the time. Like, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. The baby just knows how to breathe. And I'm like, 
Are you sure? Because this thing just like came out of like not having to breathe for nine months and it doesn't know anything. Are you sure it knows how to breathe? Like, are you positive here? Like, the things that they just say, I'm like, how do you know that? Like, how do you know that's a 100% fact? Are you getting inside of a baby's brain and understanding that like in their, in their brain, you're just transcribing that they're like, oh no, I would rather breathe and I would rather get this delicious breast milk that's coming out because I'm starving. Starving, you know, like, like it cures everything. It's like, don't worry. If I can't breathe, I'll just keep drinking this breast milk, and it'll make me breathe again. You know, no, it, it's 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 fucking wild. All the shit that they that they say and they don't say, um, like. having that experience that you know having that shared experience that you had when we had it was like that kind of made me realize that all right i can't really trust what anybody else what anybody else says i have to take everything with a grain of salt i can use things as like a guide that oh this might be a good idea but like i'm not gonna read that take that shit as the gospel you know what i mean it's it's wild other than that has she been has she been fine breastfeeding and everything like that yeah, I know. Well, well said. Like, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. And she, yes. Other than that, like, we did a little lactation consultant thing. Like, some things lactation consultants say it's they're straight kooks. Like, they're just crazy <laughs> cat ladies who want facts. to use a breastfeed. Well, and some stuff she says was super helpful. I'm like, oh, we wouldn't have known to do these few things. Yes. But, like, don't let it bleed into, like, which doctor dumb. Like, no, for sure. Just keep it to the, keep it to the one you're special, yeah. specialized. We went through, like, three or four of them before we actually were like, okay, this one's not crazy. Maybe we'll listen to what she has to say. Right, right. You know? Like the, um, the good tips were good. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, you know, listen... Everybody has something good, you know, everybody has something good to say, and there, there are tips, like, you do need help. When you're when you a first-time parent, like, you know absolutely nothing. Even if you read all the books in the world and consulted all the doctors in the world before you gave birth, like, you, it comes out and all that information just flies out the window. You don't remember any of it, you retain nothing, and all there is is this, like, little baby that you're now 100% responsible for in all facets of their life. They're 100% completely reliant on you. And there's no, there's no recollection of how to do anything. So getting any type of tips and and help along the way, like is so necessary. Yeah, I agree. Even if you can't take it all as the gospel, you know what I mean? At least like you have like a direction to go, you know? Yeah. And then just keeping in mind, like, you know, you gotta gotta have to figure it out for yourself anyway, but here's the the guide. And, And that, like, I always say, like, nobody is an adult. Everybody is a kid. And it's just like, you just got to figure it out. And everybody's just figuring it out. So no matter what they tell you, just understand everyone's just figuring it out. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 100%. Very, 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 very well said. Um, so you guys, you you alluded to it a little bit before how you didn't have a place to live uh, because your apartment is under like crazy renovations, which is like oh an insane thing. I mean, we, we you and I talk about it all the time. Um, how was it? So you're living in your parent. You guys are back at your parents' house now. Yes. How has that experience been? Like not having the baby and then like not being in your own space. Um, I mean, your parents are great, so like, I'm, I'm sure it's probably fine. But what has that been like to to not be in your own space? And- Overall, from like 
on a scale of like having your fingernail ripped off to like <laughs> snorting a line of rainbow cocaine, like it's it's been unbelievably amazing on like the rainbow cocaine side of things to, to have them. But, that is a great like, extreme <laughs> spectrum that you just gave right there. It's so it's a, yeah, that's to say it's way on the good side of things, but not having a home for as long as Sam and I had is yeah. just draining like beyond belief and so we i mean we started this construction before we were pregnant we've been out of our home longer than sam's pregnancy by a good amount so it's been yeah the construction's been a nightmare but it's also been semi a a blessing like we're out here during times of corona in in the suburbs and my parents have a a hoop in the backyard Uh, for my sanity i can go outside and shoot around for an hour come back hold my baby for five hours go back outside again at night Mm. and and shoot around a little bit more to clear my head and then come back in and, and chill. And then also when we need to give the baby to my parents, it, it's a, a blessing. Also, we can take an hour two hours off to like actually see each other's faces and, and have some time together. Yeah. Um, which is nice, but it's also there. It's a balance of like giving them the baby for us and giving them the baby for them. Cause like now they have the baby all the time. They want the baby all the time. Yeah. So they want to see her nonstop, which is really cool to see, but also it's like, all right, Give us back the baby. We do need it. Yeah, we do need our home back. It is not your baby. It is still our baby. We're going to need that back every once in a while. Um, Right. So how how has that been? Has that been overwhelming with your parents, like, wanting to to be around the baby all the time? Because I'm sure, obviously, they're on cloud nine. I'm sure Sam's parents are obviously on cloud nine. Um, Has that been overwhelming at all? Have they been overbearing? I always am interested... To, to find that out, I had my I had my old music producer on a couple of weeks ago, and we had like a long conversation about how uh, about the overbearing nature of certain parents. Uh, his parents, specifically, both sets of their parents come from completely separate cultures, both non-American. So uh, that he we were talking about how that whole thing plays into it. You don't have to deal with that aspect of it, but like, how have they been overbearing? Has that played into it have they been kind of like oh no you you shouldn't do it like that you should do it like this this is what we did and kind of pushing that type of stuff on you or they've just been like all right just let us hold it for a little bit and you guys do whatever you want it's yeah that's it's definitely a mix of of those two things like some of it is like just sweet and and funny where like my dad has been trying to convince me to shave my beard for months because he's like listen the best thing in the world is you know skin to skin you you want your face you just need your face on your baby's skin there's nothing like it it's going to be amazing just do it trust me shave your beard get that cheek on your baby's cheek you're going to love it so like that is like innocent and cute and very fun but sometimes it's like no she wants this no she needs like oh no she's gassy oh no she's hungry it's like i've been with her all day i know exactly what she needs and what she wants it's like let me take care of it yeah but i mean overall it really is they are it's super sweet and super helpful but like there are definitely times where it's a little frustrating it's like okay i'm trying to to rock this baby very specifically to sleep and you just kissed her right in her face with a very bristly mustache and now she's screaming (laughs) in my face (laughs) so it's it's a there's a, there's a mix, but it's definitely more positive than, than anything else. Did you shave your face? I did not. My beard is shorter than it's been in a long time, but uh, I'm not I'm not doing it. She, I also don't want her not to recognize me all of a sudden, because I really do always have this beard, and all of a sudden my face is shaved, and I have a beard. I don't know. She's. I feel like very formative years right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very formative weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? uh, dude, I have... 
I have still not been cheek to cheek with my my daughter is about to be a year old and I have still not been like bare cheek to bare cheek with her. It is uh, so I'm going to assume that it's overrated, you know, like <laughs> I, I mean I've been bristly beard to cheek and that's pretty cool and she right. loves my and 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 to to speak on your point, like every time like I, I, I during quarantine I got like my beard got like real bristly and like gross looking, but like when I shaved it down and like trimmed it a little bit she like doesn't recognize she's like wait what's going on it was so much longer like a minute ago like I, now i just woke up from a nap and you look like a different person you like they do notice right, that like, shit like what yeah because what is how many things does she have to look at right now besides yeah. your face no that's so, true change, she's gonna so like, who knows how much but it, she would definitely tell if i went from tree of a, a beard to clean shaven yeah for sure and we get we get we get skin to skin like i really do walk around like shirtless with her shirtless attached to me for hours and hours every day like yeah. she is attached to my stomach all day every day yeah um, and that's what, so, that's what, like the real skin to skin thing is about it's like feeling like the the heartbeats like next to each other you know when you're like chest to chest you know what i mean yeah exactly that's that's yeah. awesome so like how have you uh have you been taken to this whole fatherhood thing man dude it's it's so amazing! I said so we were ta- talking just before. Like I honestly cried more in the first three weeks of fatherhood than I did the rest of my life combined. Like I was crying nonstop, and and, more, and like all happy, like unbelievably happy crying. But anything would set me off, and anything, especially like I'm holding her, would set me off. So like a song that I love, I play. I've been playing her a ton of music, and and I like listening to your podcast because you, recently you have talked about like bedtime playlists and morning yeah. playlists and, and that's all very helpful and I play her music non-stop so like anytime I hear a song I love and I start singing to her I can't get through the first like couple of words without just like crying on her cheeks like directly oh into God. her eyes it's like singing to my baby so <laughs> I'm like finally able to get through a song but that just it just got over the crying face so yeah. that's to say it's been great it's it, been a lot it, of fun it comes, I'll tell you right now it comes in waves it, de- it never it never leaves all the way like okay, I <laughs> I, I, I've said it for now the, the last like nine weeks on the podcast because like I do it all the time, but like I do, uh, I do naps with her to Michael Jackson's butterflies and like the first like 17 times, like she, I started doing it when she was maybe nine months old. So maybe two, three months ago, the first like nine times I played it for her, it just made me ball hysterically just crying hysterically because like the song is so beautiful right, and like she's like drinking her bottle like looking up at me like with these like big like brown like long eyelashes like angelic eyes I'm just like oh my god I'm just crying hysterically and that song yeah that song is a tearjerker you okay. know that there uh, my friends are crying as much as I am that's that's yeah. oh, oh dude so- I I like look at her all the time and I'm just like like I, t- I had a moment today as a matter of fact I don't know if I, I, I didn't actually like cry because like you know I can't let like my wife see me cry like that's that's the one thing that I can't because she's like she's like a hard nosed Brooklyn chick she'll see me cry and be like you pussy like you're crying like I don't even cry what the fuck are you doing over here you know uh, like but like she like we were like doing a music a virtual music class um, in the bedroom and she came my wife came in and like picked her up and I just like looked at the two of them and I'm like wait I can't believe like this is my child that's so awesome and like I have these like moments all the time where I just like get like emotional in my own head and like my brain cries my eyes don't necessarily cry but like my brain and my heart like definitely like are crying hysterically 
and you need to like not say a few words for a few seconds. Yeah, I stay like completely okay. silent and like go into like the sunken place where like I can't hear anything except my own heart tears. And then my wife gets mad at me because she talks, she's like asking me questions and I'm just in, on a completely different planet. She's like, are you listening to me? What's going on? But I, uh, and I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm crying inside. What do you want from me? Wait, so how are you thinking about, like for the music part, how are you thinking about like introducing music? Like when and where and what do you start with and what, what are you up to now? And do you have different genres for different things and different uh, like eras you want to intro first? So I will tell you, the first song that I ever played her, and I don't know why, that the, I don't know why, it is insane, and it's going to be the craziest thing you ever heard, but the first song that I ever played her was Macho Man by the fucking Bee Gees. Like, that's what was the, I don't know why. I have no idea. Maybe I was, like, really into a Macho Man Randy Savage phase at the time, which is just my entire life, but that's a different story altogether. But that's the first time, the first song I ever played, and I used to do, like, a dance with her, with her legs. We call her Pup, because me and my wife call each other Pup. Like, that's, like, our pet names for each other. So I used to do, like, Macho, Macho Pup. And I like, used to, like, do this dance with her, like, kicking her legs, and she used to just love it. And, like, like yeah. she just was obsessed with it. She loved it. And then, like, I just started, like, like the way that I developed, like, her music playlist and stuff like that was just, like, different songs that came to me when, like, she would be crying and I'd be trying to calm her down. I would, I would sing songs. So, like, one of the, one of the, the first tunes that, that, that came to my head was actually Whitney Houston's It's Not Right, But It's Okay. But, like, I would, you know, the song's like, It's Not Right, well, that's a good But one. It's yeah, Okay. Classic. Yeah, it's classic. It's, like, a weird song to, like, sing to a baby because, like, Whitney Houston's singing to, a, singing about, like, her boyfriend, like, cheating on her with some other chick. You know, so it's a weird song. But I would be, like, but I would just say, like, you know, it's all right. Girl, it's okay. And, like, I would just, like, rock her and, like, sing these tunes. And then I would just, I would find the song and just, like, play those tunes for her. You know, um, you know, like, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. You know that I love you. That's another one that I played a bunch. Um, and I, like, it was just these tunes that I would sing to her that would just, like, come to my head, whether I was singing the real words or, like, making up my own words because I didn't want to sing to her about some dude cheating on her, you know, like, (laughs) so, like, I would just, like, make up my own words or, like, sing these tunes, put it on a playlist, and then I would, like, play it for her when she's first, like, very little, and, like, she would just be able to recognize these different tunes, you know, I introduced... After her first bath, immediately it was Outcast, So Fresh and So Clean. You know, like that was like her post-bath song, you know. And then as she got older, we started actually like doing like more baby songs. So like introducing like Raffi and and um, doing uh, like, you know, all like the Sesame Street songs and stuff like that. Um, you know, now her bath times, then her bath time song went from, you know, so fresh and so clean to, uh, the, uh, uh, split splash. I was taking a bath, but the Elmo version, you know, so when, when she could really comprehend you how to like take it kid serious. Yeah. And before that you were able to just let it rip with like the classics of yeah. Macho Man. Well, exactly. Classic Macho, so but like, and, so and, and my wife would also like sing just like random things that came into her head, you know, like for a long time we were very into Harry Belafonte because like 
out of nowhere, we just started singing her Deo. And then out of nowhere, my wife started singing, you know, Shake, 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 Aurora, Shake It All the Time. And then we realized that was also Harry Belafonte. So then we went to a big Harry Belafonte phase. That was all we were playing. And then we've just like thrown stuff out of there. I like started started playing her Al Green whenever I would wake her up in the morning and start changing her diaper. Um, And now I still do that because now she's in a phase where she doesn't want to lay on her back to like change her diaper. She wants to roll over. So then I say, Alexa, play Al Green. Um, Let's stay together. And she knows immediately that she can be calm and like it's going to be something fun. Um, So she like remembers all these things that I've been playing her since she was, you know, a day old and she's now almost 52 weeks old. Yeah, that's, no, that's really cool. That it works. They recognize it. They take to it. Oh, yeah. The, that's. I'm glad also to hear that you're playing her crazy songs oh, and whatever yeah. pops into your head because I've been doing the same. I've been all over the place. Oh with, yeah, with her. yeah. It's been it's been mostly Prince and Miguel to start. A lot oh of, God, lot Miguel is going to be a problem. <laughs> Miguel is going to be a problem for her. And <laughs> Prince, not as much, but some like when she gets a little bit older to comprehend. I don't know how much of Prince's lyrics. It depends which era Prince. Yeah, are be that's true. That's true. For her. Uh, but so far, it's been. It's been a blast. And then, yeah. like, I don't know, Sam is just laughing at our song choice. Sam's been good, too. Sam's been good about, like, the, the morning versus the bedtime versus the bath time playlist stuff. Um, that, that's been... Yeah, it really great. helps to set the mood. You know what I mean? Like, it just, like... Uh, you just under even if like the mood of the song is not necessarily related to the mood of what you're doing at that point in time, it like it sets the mood going forward. Like if you play her Deo every time when she's changing her diaper and putting on her pajamas before she goes to bed, she just knows that that means okay. Now it's time. This song now means it's time to go to bed. You know, like yeah. she just, they just like understand and they start getting that. Um, we were really big on, on, on using music to like build out her routines uh, for different phases of the day, you know, now that she can when, – when they start being able to like not necessarily like talk as in like speak like real words like you and I are speaking now. Uh, like when they can like mumble and start jumbling around and making out sounds, that gets really cool to start playing around with songs. You know, like now uh, uh, she's really into her B sounds, right? So we play her a lot of La Bamba. We play her a lot of she loves fucking Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys and she like oh, sings along with it. She's like ba 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 dance around. It's great. Um, I'm really I'm excited for her to get to that level where she can like be involved and I can see her dance and move a little bit and say like I, I like I want to see her dance and, and react to music, and I really want to see her. So she this week, and maybe a little bit last week, she is when she started like real smiles, like smiling oh, because of something. Oh, it's so, so good. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for laughter. So like my introing her, I'm so excited to just like intro her to music and comedy. But I'm, I'm excited to see her laugh more and like laugh on purpose along yeah. with the like, dance and sing. Yeah, the I mean the the dancing like she was always very active with her legs, 
right? Even from the moment she was born, her legs are very active. So like her legs kind of always kind of like detach themselves from, from her body and would always like move along with whatever we were doing or like whatever we like her legs were reacting, even if like she wasn't laughing or smiling. And that's how we could tell that like she was like enjoying something. Um, I don't know if that's the case with all babies. It was definitely the thing with her. She still does that. She's very like leg active, but like once you see them, have whatever that reaction is whether it's a laugh whether it's a smile whether it's arm flailing leg flailing it is it like just keep going like all in with whatever you're doing at that point because it's like that react getting like continuing to get that reaction is just like is like so 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 cool and like such like a beautiful thing to see and it's also hilarious for you to just like watch you know (laughs) Dude, every, everything your kid does you think is the funniest. I, I, I want the dance. Like, her legs are active too, but definitely not with any purpose. So, like, when the dancing starts and the singing starts, that's a, I'm looking forward to that a oh, lot. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's wild until they just, like, don't stop and start being obsessed with ceiling fans. Like what my daughter's into right now, and then just like they're, you know, you just can't. Uh, nothing else gets them out of pointing yeah. and screaming about a ceiling fan. But that's a whole another. That's my problem. Uh, you know? Classic, classic ceiling fan phase at fifty-one <laughs> weeks old. Textbook. You're not gonna find that yeah. in any parenting so, manual. Our, so, but Poppy, she starting at like three weeks. She the we change her in front of my child in my childhood bedroom and the walls like my parents let me pick the color and it's this very bright interesting blue and she stares at this blue wall like my, it's it's become a pretty big joke for anyone who spends any time there. like just when she's upset just bring her to the blue wall and let her stare wow. at the blue wall for, to the point where like i play her she stares out the window and she stares at this blue wall so i play her like uh to the window to the wall and i play her <laughs> just because like and like people <laughs> It is, it's a whole bit. So I got classic <laughs> wall phase going on. You got you classic got ceiling fan phase. Ceiling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the phases that these little people go through are fucking nuts. <laughs> um, speaking of people spending time with her, have you had a lot of people come and and see her and visit her, or are you keeping it kind of just like parents only? Yeah, no, we, we've been. Semi-strict. Because we're a little bit confident with the antibodies that we actually don't know, we've been, so like, we let her parents and my parents actually hold her. Oh, wow. No, no one, no one else, so my, my, I mean, we live with my parents, so my parents, anyone who comes in from the outside is like, all clothing off into the shower, change clothes before you're in the same room as the baby. So we, we take that real serious, but other visitors, we, we, meet them out on my parents' porch in the back, so it's, like, semi-outdoor. It's, like, gotcha. screened in a little bit, and that we've had visitors. Have you guys been Have you guys been out of Long Island at all? I mean, I know your, your pediatrician, I, be, I believe we share pediatricians, even though I've never met the woman because we switched to, to this pediatrician during COVID, so I don't know her or what the office looks like, but have you uh, have you been to, to, to Brooklyn or outside of, like, the... Um, the suburb area with with the baby have you made that venture yeah it's, it's only it's only though it's only brooklyn heights to see our pediatrician who is great um if you haven't met her she's amazing love her we do we i hear we good things this, yeah no she's she's helped us a ton and she goes along with my terrible 
comedy bits. Like I've been, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I try to get her to admit to something crazy every time I go there about my baby. Because we were talking before, like everyone thinks their baby is a genius. Everyone thinks their baby is the the prettiest, the cutest, the best, the handsomest. And I am constantly trying to get her. Like I know you saw like thirty babies today, but my baby is the cutest baby of all the babies you've ever seen. Or like, I know you've seen a ton of redhead babies, but you've ever seen this fiery copper red hair before on any other baby before. And she finally caught on that I was doing this to her and she handled it like very well. She, she's a saint, this woman. Well, as a, as a, as a, as a semi expert, not expert at all, I have talked to 40 Plus sets of parents, and I have never seen a red-haired baby with hair as red and fiery as yours. It is insane. Well, thank you, thank you. And and that includes my brother-in-law, who has the reddest red beard of all time, and it still doesn't match your daughter's hair. He he really does have a serious beard. That's that's a bold statement. But um, this, like, so during the during birth, during like while Sam's pushing the back, the top back of Poppy's head was out of Sam's vagina, like before anything for a long time, like for a, longer than his normal time. And the doctor who I have a lot to say about her, but that's for another time. The, the doctor is playing with the baby's hair hanging out of my wife's vagina and talking about how red it is. And it's such a red, I was like, lady, get this freaking baby out of my wife and stop braiding her hair into my wife's like bush. Like, Cut the shit and get the baby out of there. Oh, my God. That might be the funniest moment that's ever happened on this podcast. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Yo, I am just, not that I'm envisioning your wife's vagina, but I'm just, like, envisioning this doctor, like, braiding this baby's hair as it's coming. Like, I'm, like, seeing it, like, giving your baby cornrows. So now now in my head, your daughter just has a fiery red-haired cornrows being birthed into the uh, one, uh, you know, one day she might listen to this or download or whatever they have in the future of this, and I'll have to explain myself. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll tell you one thing. That is one part of this interview that is not getting cut out of the box. <laughs> Good. Good. That was fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, with that, I, I, I don't think we can top anything besides that in, in any more conversation that we can have. So uh, I, I am, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this interview for, 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 for this episode of, of the pod. But before I let you go, Drew, um, I always ask every dad that I talk to a couple of questions to end, to end the pod. Um, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw one of them and then like a curveball one because you're so new into this fatherhood thing, um, at you. The first one is I know you're only five, six weeks in, but what has been so far like your favorite thing or favorite experience about this fatherhood journey that you have now embarked on? Yeah, good, good question. Um, the like, my favorite experience is actually seeing her experience things for the first yeah. time. I'm, I'm a big like, we don't know why the hell we're here. So while we're here, we might as well experience as much as we can kind of monkeys floating on a rock through infinite time and space kind of guy. So experience it all. So when I get to see her like, experience something new like here's a different shade of blue on a different blue wall yeah. uh, that you haven't seen or here's another song that you actually like looked over and when you heard some music playing 
it's like, okay, be in the moment, experience new things, make sure you shower as much as possible, and just, like, enjoy what you have and just try to find as much enjoyable experience as possible. It's like seeing her experience things is, it's really special for, for me to see for her and then also selfishly for like my brain and meditation and outlook on, on life in general. I, I agree with you 100% and I feel like I agree with everybody's favorite experience 100% so I'm glad nobody ever has to ask this to me um, because I'm the one doing the questioning here but no, like watching them experience these things and and, and learning how to be a human is just like the coolest most out of body experience that like you just get because you're like wait that's awesome they're experiencing this shade of blue for the first time that's amazing right, right. get them with you 100 like, percent. like the miracle of blue is now a miracle <laughs> to both of us <laughs> fact, fact. then you get to like it again it's oh it's awesome because like you also get to experience it for the first time not only, like, you get to experience it for the first time as a dad, and then you also get to experience it for the first time, like, through their eyes, so you guys get to experience it again for the first time twice, if that makes sense, or if that's just the Bloody Mary speaking, I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> no, what if exactly so fast, though, I think it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. <laughs> We're on the same boat. Like, Good. Absolutely. Awesome. I love Shades of Blue. This is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, and then the, the, the second question I want to throw at you, um, I normally ask dads, I'll actually give you a choice of which one you want to go here. But I, I ask normally ask, ask dads what their biggest piece of advice would be to a dad behind them in the fatherhood experience. Um, and then like for newer dads, I also ask what the biggest piece of advice or most resonating thing that they, or what most resonating statement that they've heard from somebody else or, or something of the like uh, has stuck with them through these beginning stages of the fatherhood experience. So I'll let you, you can answer one, you can answer both, you can pick pick and choose, whatever you want to do, I'll leave those two in the air and you can do what you want with them. So I'll, I got I got answers for both, I think. So the, my, my dad is also very big on like live in the moment experience, we don't know right here. So his advice is always like, don't worry about anything else. Enjoy it now. Raising your kids is so fun. He always talks about the best times his life raising my boys. And, and so I always think about him talking about how fun it is just to like get home from work early if you if you can leave early and just like spend time and be in the moment so like being in the moment was is really good advice and then the advice that i think that i would give that, that i've gotten from a few mentors that i really respect in my life is learn to like love and be comfortable with change because you know like how much the baby changes every single day at this stage yeah. and then by uh, aurora stage by every week how yeah. much they change so like learning to be comfortable with change and and not like being so rigid in everything you do because it's going to change like the way they sleep the way they eat the way they look at you the way their tastes like it could change any second so just like making sure you're comfortable with that and you expect it and, and you're happy about it and, and know it's coming yeah, that's, I mean, it's 100%. The malleability that you need to have as a parent is just unmatched by any other thing that you need to have as a human being. Like, you just need to be malleable and flexible uh, as a parent. I, I, I know I schedule things for, for work 
and for this podcast and people are always like, yo, thanks for being flexible and like rearranging your schedule. I'm like, dude, I'm a dad. I, I took my, my master's course in being flexible and changing my schedule because that's what you, that's what happens when you become a parent. That's like part of the responsibility that you accept. There really is a, like a, a brotherhood of parenthood. Like Facts. it's just, dude, the fatherhood and, and brotherhood, man. I tell them to it, say it every week. hundred And like, you don't, Someone could say that to you before you have a kid, and you're like, sure, leave me alone, old man. And then the next day, you have a kid, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Yes, yes dude. You don't you don't get it until you are a dad yourself. Like, you just don't – you don't understand the fraternity and the – and the the relationships and the the brotherhood that you enter as a parent, you know, or sisterhood, you know, or or siblinghood, you know. Let's be socially right. conscious here, um, <laughs> you know, like like you don't get it until you actually have that experience yourself and can understand what that is, it's, it's and what it means. True. Yeah. So it's very true. Yeah, man. Well, listen, man, I will let you go now and continue to enjoy that beautiful fire-haired baby of yours uh, because she is very adorable. I can't wait to meet her whenever that does happen. Uh, hopefully it's in a few weeks. Um, yeah. But uh, but man, I uh, I love I love that you're taking to this thing so well and it's like it affecting you in such awesome ways. Um and it's great to it's great to hear like the jubilation in your voice from from dad to dad. It's it's a phenomenal thing to hear. So I'm so pumped for you. I uh, I congratulate you and Sam uh, again, and congratulate Poppy for having such fucking awesome parents. I will. I, I have to say like that. Thank you for for having me on here. I'm I'm honored straight up. Like thanks for asking me. It's fun to just talk about yourself and your experience. So, uh, thank it's you. the best thing ever. Honest. I get to do it every week. It's awesome. <laughs> And, and congrats to you, man! Like this podcast is is taking off. Like I actually find it super helpful when I when I listen to it. Like it, I hope I hope it continues on its trajectory. And I, I'm happy for you, man. This this has been great, and this is great. And, and like, congrats! This, I, it's awesome. I really appreciate it, man. Number ninety eight ranked Let's kids go. and family podcast Let's in the go. country right now. So that is pretty fantastic. Let's, uh, Let's keep it going. Um, I mean, I'm not going to stop. You know, continuing to do it. I think it's 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 just fantastic to speak to other dads and and get the revelations and experiences and 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 continue this fatherhood brotherhood. Uh, beyond just like phone calls and texts and let's put this thing out into the world and let all dads know that like there is this brotherhood of us all that have these experience that we, that experiences that we share together. Um, so let's continue to do that. You know, it'll make us all better people and better dads. Yeah, no, I agree. So thank you. Oh, and last thing I will say, because I would be an ass for my, if I didn't say this, yes. advice-wise, is find yourself an amazing woman and partner because Sam, like Facts. me being this happy, would not happen without Sam being as like rock star. Like Sam is a stud. She's the best, and none of none of my happiness would be possible without her. So That's... advice is find yourself a good woman. Yes. Or a partner, whoever you're with. You're uh, that. You know what? That's actually the best piece of advice that's ever been given on this show. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I will. I will talk to you very soon. Thank you again for 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 coming on and and, and sharing and sharing the experience. Um, I'm sure I'll talk to you within the next 25 minutes via text message. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. I'll talk to you later, bro.
And that was my main man, Drew Blumenthal, six weeks in to the fatherhood, brotherhood. Uh, congratulations to him, to his, to his wife, uh, and, and to their baby for entering into this world. Uh, and with that, that's all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, to connect on the fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the IG at dadhardpod. And hit up the website where this episode will blam be right up at the top. And then you can scroll down and re- look through and, and listen back to the entire catalog. If you're a new dad just getting introduced to the podcast, you can go all throughout every single week and kind of find out what you have in store with development with your child from a week to week basis. Uh, right now we are on week 51. Uh, so, uh, we're almost at that one year mark. So this is, uh, this could be very, 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 uh, very helpful for you as it was for my man Drew. But, but that said, that's all for us until ne- next week. Same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Hey. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember yeah. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. Talking the playground. He's playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.